And this beautiful story started to emerge through the process of God's word from darkness into light, through the word into the world. Welcome to the Essentially Translatable Podcast, brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. I'm Richard Esky. And I'm Emily Wilson. We are here today to talk about our New Year, New You look here at Lutheran Bible Translators and the uh, some of the background behind logo, design, branding, both our own and just in general, you know, what are some of the thoughts you have when you look at your branding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we do hope that you have noticed that there is a new look. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> just to be able to dive in a little bit further and see what, what goes behind the process of uh, rebranding and having a new logo. And so we're talking with creative lead uh, Caleb Rodewald today. So before the episode, before we jump in, though, just wanting to encourage you to subscribe to Essentially Translatable. That's how you can stay up to date on all that's happening, especially with more than words, the comprehensive campaign for scripture impact and how to hear stories from around the world. So I want to encourage you to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, the like. Yeah, and on any of those platforms where you may already be getting music or other podcast content, another thing you can do from those is share. And so find that way that you share from that platform. And uh, if you like the content you hear here on or on any of the over 70 episodes now in our inventory. Yes. Uh, please share that content with somebody else that you think needs to hear it, needs to be encouraged, and share some of what you're excited about as you've been listening to some of the episodes of Essentially Translatable. All right, we are here in the studio today with Caleb Rodewald, who serves as the creative lead for Lutheran Bible Translators. He has been on our staff since 2019, that prehistoric era before COVID, <laughs> and uh, been uh, affiliated or associated with the organization even longer than that. That's part of the story. So we want to say welcome, Caleb. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. So, Long time fan, first time uh, guest. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you kind of snuck in the uh, April Fool's episode as a right substitute kind of, host. Yeah, yeah. yeah we well, always knew that. Uh, was that the monster monster car? truck? Mm-hmm. Monster truck. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you have really had a, a long history with the organization, and can you share a little bit with the listeners of how you have known Lutheran Bible translators through the years? Yeah, well, I am a missionary kid, and as a missionary kid, my parents decided that they wanted to do Bible translation, which is a very this very important life-saving mission, and they decided they also wanted kids out on the field. I am part of that. I have two brothers who were also born overseas in this mission. In a lot of ways, we didn't really know what was going on, but we got to see a lot of the changes and people in the communities. And, and so, yeah, that was all with Lutheran Bible translators. In fact, most of our lives, I guess I should mention, my father is Dr. Mike Rodewald, the CEO Emeritus. Sure. Is yeah. that the... I think that's what we call him now. Yeah. Is that how we do it? Yeah. 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 It sounds fancy. <laughs> it does. It's Latin. Yeah. yeah. Latin always <laughs> does that. And so I am pretty familiar with this mission and especially Lutheran Bible translators and what what it does and kind of the look and feel of it all the way from me being born, you could say, mm-hmm. 
over time. Went away off to college, didn't my own stuff, doing like art, creative design, and went off into uh, a different sphere and eventually made it back into the mission uh, after telling my, my dad I'd never be a missionary. Right. Somehow God just is like, well, maybe not directly. <laughs> so. so growing up in Botswana and Southern Africa, you had the opportunity to live and see partnerships unfold. And that's really played in with uh, your understanding of design materials and just also the importance of being able to convey the ministry well in a a larger sphere. Hmm. And as you mentioned, you have a graphic design trained background in illustration, and you really uh, have conveyed over the the years of not only being the uh, executive director's son, but also the graphic designer, the an opportunity over the years to provide a consulting role as a contractor, that the the logo, the look of an organization is essential. Yeah. It is not something to just bypass. So why is a refresh, as we're looking at the cusp 2023, we're at the More Than Words Comprehensive Campaign for Scripture Impact. Why is that logo refresh so necessary? When I was young, one of the things I always felt like was there was all these great companies and and people and bands, and they all had these great brands, and it looked cool. It looked like somebody really cared about what they were making. And then I'd look at the church stuff, and they'd uh, have uh, papyrus on their on their logos, which uh, is just one of those. You don't see it as much anymore. Uh, I think people have started to catch on that don't use certain fonts. But back in the day, papyrus, it looks like a cool font. You know, even Avatar, that the movie right. used, used... It was cutting edge at some point. Cutting edge at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I would look around and I'd see stuff like that and be like, well, why can't the church or even uh, church organizations like Lutheran Bible Translators uh, have good design and good, good outreach that can speak, especially to an American audience? You get into a lot of different things when you're trying to go cross-cultural with uh, your design uh, work like that, but especially to American audience and what is cutting edge, how do you stand out, and uh, but also like not uh, look bad. You know, like someone has just been, a lot of times it's someone who's been asked to do it because they have the time to do it, not so much if someone's asked to do it because that's their passion. And that that gets really difficult. Yeah, I kind of want to just talk about branding mm-hmm. and kind of design and and a look and feel of an organization, or just how important that can be to, to show yourselves to other people. I mean, so so even as a a kid, a young man, you would like you felt like you kind of zeroed in on brands and would like be really interested in in that. I, don't, I mean, I don't think that everybody's like that. I mean, people are probably more subconsciously affected by brand, but it was more of a conscious thing for you. And, and what kinds of things like sort of drew your attention that you found more interesting? Well, so it was mostly when I was younger as books mm-hmm. and a lot of good book cover designs, you know, books on dragons when, when you were a kid. But yeah. a lot of these books have really great cover designs that really try to sell you on the idea of what's inside, get you excited about what you're going to open up and find. Even great paperback books uh, like Stephen King's paperback books that you find there, like these really fun covers with these like 
fonts that are really spiky and like, ooh, this is going to be horror. Let's, let's get into <laughs> right. this. Yeah. Stuff like that. And I would see that which would make me excited to open these books and really get down to it and, you know, I was also I'm also an illustrator, so like draw things from it, and so then there would also be brands which would make me really excited, like the epitomous Apple, like where it's just the logo of an Apple, but it's like really excited. Oh, it's just an Apple, but you know what that means, and whenever you see that Apple logo, you you think of these really uh, polished surfaces. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I saw a lot of these things, but yes, mostly books. And then I would look at the church or a church bulletin or something, and I would look at it. And I'm like, I don't want to open this up, okay. it, and not not because of what was inside, but because just the front covers would not be exciting, which is is the wrong way to look at scripture and stuff like that. But it's just kind of how my brain works and look looking at a cover of something i really want to be excited to get into something so that was my first thing and i i really tackled a lot of it more when i was younger as more illustration pieces and what the picture of the dragon i thought would make me excited but i also as i got older and started looking at it it was really the fonts and the little images and the way those images and fonts would work together to get your eye to move around the front cover of a book. But yeah, so like jumping right to like logos, especially in a brand, because brand brand goes really far. There's a whole lot of stuff there, but we can focus in on logos. And logos really is more, you can see it as like a symbol of a company or a uh, organization. And this symbol becomes like, encompassing of what this uh, company is and so again going back to apple you just get these really this really sleek design and uh you know oh i'm gonna get some quality there hopefully so when you look at the lbt logo over the years uh well we can go even further back to when they were called mission messengers of christ which is before Mm -hmm. um my lifetime i think actually all of our lifetimes yeah before all of (laughs) yeah yeah well, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, the the branding there was a certain thing. And yeah, communicates a certain thing. Right? So yeah, yeah, it uh, communicates a certain thing. Of course, there's also the timing of it, and really, it it was that that brand. It was a uh, shield and spear, right. which really actually evoked the idea of uh, the missionary going to parts unknown and right. understanding things, and really focusing in on like the missionary taking God's word somewhere unknown to people who need to hear it, which I think actually worked. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over time, it kind of changed and eventually became this like teal, like world logo uh, with LBT in the center, the the acronym LBT. Very interesting. It's a cool idea of like this like LBT with this outlined Bible in the world. And this is really where the brand changed uh, to like where how we kind of talk about the brand now, but like right. the Bible being in the world, LBT bringing that translation to the world kind of thing. I'm not saying it was the best design. It kind of looks very 80s, and I'm not even sure if it came out in the 80s. Yeah, I think it did. And I think the every logo I've seen, and we've had a few changes, and I've been in Lutheran Bible Translators 15 years, and but the, the same elements were there as a globe, a book, and the letters LBT. Yeah. And so, you know, those things were designed to communicate certain yeah. things. Yeah, we've kind of kept that. After that, it became this kind of stylized art 
same thing with a book with LBT in it, mm-hmm. uh, with the with the Earth, like the globe, and then it was flattened at one point so that it was just like basically just like a vector image, um, a black black flat image uh, of it, and uh, uh, whoever did that in those days forgot to get rid of the shadow of the earth there um that was me th- that was just creating the fictional continent yeah lb tinia yeah uh, that was a little insider thing there That's yeah so that was when i was still in school <laughs> and i had done an internship with lbt yeah. i'm like i can yeah. make this logo better just northeast of antarctica Some, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little weird there but yeah that got taken out and then for a long time that was kind of the logo uh, here with various kind of uses of Lutheran Bible translators around that. It had a God's word for every language was part of the logo at one point. But yeah, it it remained that way for a long time until, well, when I came on board, I think one of the things I always asked about, hey, can we redesign this logo? Right. Hey, can we redesign this logo? And uh, I can uh, affirm that this is true. Yeah. <laughs> And it was always like kind of low priority because honestly, you don't want to just change a logo for no reason. It can create a lot of confusion. We're like, who is who's this organization? So we focused in on really making that logo better with small changes just within the font and how we were standardizing using it so that when people saw the the way that the the globe and the the Bible with LBT in it with Lutheran Bible translators below it, they'd always know that's that's the symbol. And so that at this point, like going back to what logos are and uh, symbology, which is the study of symbols, you really want something that's going to not people don't read it as much, but people see it and know that that's Lutheran Bible translators. That's what this means. Sort of like the uh, the cross. Uh, we, when we as Christians see the cross, we know, oh, this is uh, Jesus dying for our sins. The, it's the, at our at part of our core beliefs. And so whenever you're looking at like symbols or, or any, anything going for past, you want to go past that, that, that recognition of there are words here and I'm reading them to, oh, it's, it's already LBT right in my head. And uh, so that's what we focused on a long time. And I think we got to that point. Um, it was still nice, but we, we still had kind of an old looking logo. It looked like it was still looked a little bit early 2000s. Um, not, not bad, but it, it was hard whenever we were like with illuminations and the rest of maybe some of the more modern logos was put next to that. It didn't stand up as well, but it served us well. And then in the background, I kept going like, well, I, I think I could work on this. So walking through a little bit of how the the logo has changed over the era of being very much a, trying to capture the unknown place to just like the global nature but very abstract and then we had this logo that hung with us for a number of years of just kind of the the globe lutheran bible translators a little bit more of a font that was associated with the church and then you you had made tweaks over the years both as an intern and then uh, coming on in 2019. So we're at 2023. We have this new logo that addresses actually a number of challenges that we had that from the old logo that 
didn't necessarily cover all of the bases. So for example, very often LBT, the acronym, although it was well known uh, throughout the church, we're looking to also expand to people who have not heard Lutheran Bible translator's name before. And so just having LBT in our logo, uh, we, we saw that as maybe something that needed to be overcome. And those kinds of changes, also thinking about the, the themes of the comprehensive campaign for more than words and just the symbolism behind that. So can you share a little bit about the key characteristics, some of the choices that we made to move forward and to more fully, holistically grasp the organization's heart? So talking directly about our new logo here, but this new logo, there's a lot of different things redesigning. So redesigning slash refreshing, rebranding a logo. There's a lot of different ways you can take it. One is completely creating a new product and completely changing your whole idea of what you are to the public. And another is kind of more of an update, uh, maybe a progression of the brand. And there was both ways that when we were looking at the logo, we were thinking what could be done. I like to fall somewhere in the middle. One way you have to break things so that people think about things in a new way. But another is tradition is also very important. Keeping a line from your beginning to now is a very important idea so that people can connect you with your history. Sometimes you don't want to do that, and that's when you completely break everything. But with Lutheran Bible Translators, especially the work that has been done and the the crazy expansion of of things that has been done in the last few years even, we really didn't want to, to lose that. But yes, there's these three elements with the logo that we really had to think about. Uh, Emily brought up the LBT that's been in there for uh, many, many, many years. The Bible, which usually houses the uh, acronym LBT, and then the uh, globe, which is usually an earth, not always having continents in it, but it has for the past uh, maybe like eight, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And all these elements are really what people uh, associate with Lutheran Bible translators, especially our logo. So what I was talking about earlier with symbology, that that's what people see, and they're like, no, that, that's LBT. One of the things we didn't feel like we really needed, and as Emily mentioned, probably didn't serve us well, was the acronym LBT. It's something we don't really uh, also put into a lot of our writing. We usually write out Lutheran Bible translators because we, we feel like that's a, a stronger uh, call out to what we actually do. But yeah, so that was one of those things that very intentionally we were looking at getting rid of. Also, uh, the more letters you put in there, the more people are going to read the letters rather than just looking at your logo. Mm -hmm. So that's a was also a big consideration. But then our other two elements in there, the the Bible and the globe, I actually looked at getting rid of them for a little while, see what we could do and move stuff forward. But they really are important to our core idea of what we do, which is uh, Bible, the Bible for the world, mm -hmm. uh, for all languages, people understanding it. I looked at putting hands in there for a while because of our tagline, put God's word in their hands. Right. That ended up getting too complicated. Uh, I think that that also muddied the story of what we do because uh, I think th there's other organizations which work on sign language and stuff like that right. that kind of stepped on their territory a bit. Mm -hmm. And so really looked at 
what can we do with this Bible and what can we do with this uh, globe? And what are some of the other stories that we really talk about in Lutheran Bible translators? I just mentioned put God's word in their hands. There was a story there. Not exactly. The story is still really important and a great illustration, and we're still using it today. Mm-hmm. But in the logo, it, it like as a visual element, muddy muddied this story. Right. So, what were some other stories that we were talking about? And one story that we we really uh, hit on, especially in, in uh, our new campaign for this year, but we've kind of put it in there uh, over the past couple of years, is this idea of uh, light and darkness, darkness to light, not understanding to understanding. So the idea of illumination and understanding uh, uh, the Bible in your own language for the first time and really, really going through. And so this uh, obscuration of information, we all felt when talking about it, but I felt that it it really was an important part to the story of Lutheran Bible translators. And so looked at how we were going to put that in there with a Bible, though, and with the uh, globe in some way. So one of the things looking at it was just simplifying a lot of it, was simplifying the globe to be more of a suggestion. So it became a circle. And the other was the Bible became a, a movement piece from... Uh, our left page being darkness and not understanding, to our right page being this space where lights can shine through, where the darkness into light, the the understanding is there. And this beautiful story started to emerge through the process of God's word from darkness into light, through the word into the world. Uh, and uh, that was one of the things at, at first, because I... I at first, it was just a full Bible on there. It was darkness to light. Left left page was dark. Dark. The right page was uh, was light, and uh, we removed that uh, line right at the top of the right page so right. that it connected with the world. And I think at first there was a lot of pushback to that and being like, "Why? Why would you do that? That's dumb. The, the that's a whole page there. You should keep it as a page." But that story there was so important of this light into the world for the world. Uh, God's word being the light of the world, you know, uh, all these like great little things started, fireworks started to happen and this understanding. And uh, I got really excited and I was ready to fight for it. Luckily, a, a lot of people did see it. And then the people who didn't see it eventually started to see it. And we, we all came together uh, and finally was like, yes, this is the new logo. Um. There was a lot of other things on there, too, that we really wanted to think about in, in our name. Our name is really long. So Lutheran Bible Translators, I think that that was one of my biggest challenges was just trying to fit our name right. and also fit our name in a way where it didn't, it wasn't confusing as to exactly what we were doing. Right. Um, uh, I have been to some places where people have said, oh, I didn't know there was a Lutheran Bible. Right, and that was just the wrong story people were getting. Yeah, so it, what's being it, translated is a Lutheran Bible. Yeah, somehow distinct from yeah, the Bible. distinct okay, from yeah. another Bible. Right. Yeah, no, it's very important that this is the Bible for everyone right. and stuff. It's not important. It's Lutherans that, doing Bible translation. Exactly, right. yeah. Yeah. exactly. It's it's the word of God for everyone, and we we are Lutherans doing that. And so that story wasn't getting through because everybody was looking at Lutheran Bible and then translators on the bottom. We looked at a lot of different ways of doing that, but 
something that we decided to do was emphasize our uh, mission of Bible translation. So on the new logo, I you on the website, it's it's live. It's probably somewhere on social media. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to see it. I've got the pre-release hoodie on right now. That's right. Kind of. We've all been looking at it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I was going like, to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw yeah. that element too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. And uh, we really wanted to emphasize that, that Bible translators part on it uh, and our mission of that. And Lutheran is there, so it's like Lutheran Bible translators, but now we don't have that story of Lutheran Bible anymore. It's visually distinct between Lutheran and Bible. And there's no obscuration of our story anymore. Something else is it is set up in the way our old logo is, but given us a little bit more flexibility to work with. So it fits in really nicely with our materials. It's going to be going out there. People are able to use it. And uh, say our missionaries who make some of their own materials too, sometimes we, we wanted to be cognitive of that where we weren't creating an issue where they're like, well, now I have to... Yeah, right. Redo an entire uh, an entire uh, newsletter because you gave me this weird logo, but they can just drag and drop this one in place of the old logo. Yeah, lots of different thoughts that go in there. There's even thoughts of like printing it at small sizes that we had to experiment with, and just all the problems that we've had over the past uh, uh, eight or ten years with the previous logo. We wanted to fix that and future proof us a little bit as well. Yeah, one of my favorite things about the logo is that because the the globe has been changed to just like more of this symbol through the the circular nature, our emphasis before was the continent of Africa and in Europe. And that was just a nice way to to capture, oh yes, this is an earth. But it limited us as far as, you know, there are a lot of different programs, a lot of expansion that has been happening. So being able to have this circular nature that is not focusing in on a specific continent really expands this idea of, oh, this is for all of the earth. Like this is not just limited. We're not just working on the continent of Africa. And the the work is continually expanding. So I, I love that. And then also the the page going out from. It's kind of a call back to our, our previous logo, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it has this movement um, that I didn't really necessarily notice with the other logo of breaking forth and really just continual movement onward and our partnerships. So great work on that. Yeah, there's a little bit of like uh, you getting more with less and the updated logo uh, mark itself because the moving away taking away the continent shapes and the letters from the that were in the prior logo create space for the dark to light story and then and that this darkness is changed to light in god's word and then it goes out into the world like that wasn't didn't have space available to fit that in there before so um and, and i think that's a really strong aspect of the the new brand and it seems like it has the potential to it it most of the time now um is is uh, displayed with the words lutheran bible translators but you think you know it has the potential to stand alone as its own strong brand mark when people start to make that connection mm-hmm. yeah i'd wear it on a hat right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i think that yeah within a year hopefully we will be able to start doing that yeah. i mean i already broke the some of the brand rules i made and i made the our favicon which is the little symbol that you get on your tabs on a browser. Yeah. I, I 
just used the the logo mark because okay. I felt like it'll be strong enough and always be with our other materials. Mm. Sure. But yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. we'll we'll hopefully see that come more and more. Yeah, and it definitely yeah. has a story. So anytime yeah. we're able to share with people, mm-hmm. people who are not familiar with the need for Bible translation of the the vast number of languages in the world and how we are now working with um, 131 language communities, the logo beautifully ties in with our, our message of yeah. uh, how people can be involved, not only in the growing capacity, as you learned in the more than word episode uh, prior to this one, but also in engagement and in translation. So really excited with that. So as you're thinking about more than words and being able to share this vision, how do you see the the logo, uh, like as I was just talking about, how do you see that really just kind of paving the way for being able to share the message? Well, there's a couple different ways that this logo can share share that message. One thing is uh, the logo can now get out of its own way too. It won't. It's not going to be a barrier of like this looks like an older organization. There's not as much of a disconnect between the rest of our brand elements and that. So the message of what we were doing and what we were trying to share of our in our more than words campaign and all of our other messaging, it can kind of get out of the way and people can be like, Lutheran Bible Translators, okay, what's the message? So I'm really excited about that. The story of the logo too, as we just kind of gone over and what's what's exciting about it. I, I don't know the story when you first look at the logo isn't super apparent. I think it it requires a little bit of like, oh what's that? But again, kind of kind of wanted that too but I've, I've even seen uh some people we we just released it uh, on some social media recently and mm-hmm. some of the feedback has been really interesting uh someone was saying it looked like an open tomb right as well yeah that was kind of a exciting little thing uh that's one of my favorite things with interpretation and art is like people will see things that you don't see mm-hmm. and will find stories that you you didn't find not always sometimes it's the stories you don't want but then you can also say well, I didn't really intend that. But right. for the tomb thing, I don't think uh, outside of this podcast, I'm going to say like, oh, I didn't intend that. Was, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a sub story sure. right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I also think that there can be some pride as, as well when people uh, wear a logo that they really like, um, especially if they already have pride for their organization and what and the story that they do to also have pride in what you can wear and the materials that you show to uh, support the work means a lot uh, and uh, makes that communication easier when you are trying to share share that thing when you when you aren't try constantly trying to apologize for a certain element or a certain idea that maybe wasn't intended and you can just get right to the core idea of what you're trying to share i think that this logo is going to be able to do that very well yeah, I agree. I, Emily and I have both for a number of years had front facing out in the public roles and, and um, you know, in the past several years, the improvement in the materials we have available to supplement the story that we're telling has just made that work so much easier. And I think I'm I'm really excited to that to add this for our look. And yeah, if judging how many people we see walking around wearing the new brand already is any uh, evidence, I mean, I, I come in this office all the time, uh, somebody's got it on and uh, that, that's pretty exciting. So 
Yeah. It's really, yeah. That is an exciting thing when coming in and you see, oh, people want to wear this. Yes, right. Because I think we had some challenges with it with the with the old logo. People were like, oh, that's the logo, but they weren't really looking at putting it on their body. Correct. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, we really do appreciate all of your your hard work. I mean, this is years in the process right. and brainstorming and and just casting that vision with the organization. So we really do appreciate not only your fortitude with that, but also being able to share this with the larger community, uh, people who have been supporting us for years, who are familiar with that first rendition of the logo and now uh, seeing this, that they might be able to uh, share that vision that we might be able to continue to grow people's understanding of the need for Bible translation and to continue to grow our our advocate base. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and for all of your hard work. Thank you. Caleb definitely is passionate about logo work and and design in general that's one of the things that i found really intriguing of talking with them is um I, I think for a lot of people looking at brand and design they know like i like this or i don't like this i don't make a connection but it's really largely something that's happening subconsciously and and uh, it's really interesting and neat to hear somebody unpack some of why that is and what works and and uh, why it connects yeah and i think that it really the the heart of why we decided to do this episode is because when when we have change the the natural kind of reaction is why is this changed right, right? Mm -hmm. and so to be able to unpack well, this is what we are trying to accomplish and just really appreciating all of the, the thought and effort that the whole organization was really just coming together right. over and uh, how this this new look, we're hoping to remove barriers that maybe people didn't understand before about our logo, that it might be able to be attractive, magnetic to uh, new audiences and uh, just uh, ushering in a, a new era as we're looking at uh, what God is doing through the More Than Words campaign. Thank you for listening to the Essentially Translatable podcast brought to you by Lutheran Bible Translators. You can find past episodes of the podcast at lbt.org slash podcast or subscribe on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Lutheran Bible Translators social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or go to lbt.org to find out how you can get involved in the Bible translation movement and put God's Word in their hands. The Essentially Translatable podcast is produced and edited by Andrew Olson. Our executive producer is Emily Wilson. Podcast artwork was designed by Caleb Rodewald and Sarah Rodowski. Music written and performed by Rob Veit. I'm Rich Rodowski. So long for now.